Dear Prudence. 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 Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another mini episode of Dear Prudence. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Colby Gordon, an English professor at Bryn Mawr College, where he teaches weird gay poems. And now, our first letter. Uh, I, I want to take us through the next one, which, again, is missing some key information. <laughs> right. Uh, I, will, I will read it, and then I will say what the information that I believe to be missing is. So the subject is to speak or not to speak. Dear Prudence, I'm in a bit of a pickle. A cousin of mine is dating somebody who is close in age to my uncle, her dad. This person also physically resembles my uncle and has almost the same voice as him. My cousin and I are very close, and I can feel her wanting my excitement and approval about this relationship. It feels very yucky and strange in my gut. I want to get as far away from it as possible. I'm not sure what to do. I'm worried about what this will do to our family and what my responsibility here is. I also don't want to hurt her. Can I bury my head in the sand? Okay, what is what is the missing information? What's the age? Right. Like, if you are talking about a minor dating an adult, yes, you do have a responsibility. There's reason to be concerned. If you are talking about two consenting adults who are in a relationship that you think is icky, you bury your damn head in the sand and you leave them alone. (laughs) That is absolutely right. There is no way that conversation ends without a massive fight. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. If they're consenting adults, that is not your business. Yeah, and just like, if you think it's gross that your cousin is dating an older man, you can think it's gross, but I don't think you're going to convince her that it's gross. And like, I think one of the things that I've probably in my own life made the most progress on is going from like, is there an abusive dynamic here? Is someone taking advantage of someone who's like dependent upon them for housing or a job or who is underage versus like, are they two adults who think it's hot that one is young and one is old? And it's just like, go with God, man. Like, yeah, people like all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, like, Daddy dynamics are really different than dating your father. And uh, there's a lot of daddy dynamics out there in the world and you don't have to like it and you don't have to participate in it, but it's a big thing. And a lot of people think it's really fucking hot. Um, And so like something as subjective as almost the same voice. Like to me, that felt like that Friends episode where Joey was like, you're my hand twin. You and I have to do commercials (laughs) together. Our hands look the same. And the guy was just like, that's not a thing. I, I, I just... To me, that feels like a subjective disgust response, which is you're dating an older man and that feels icky to me. She's not dating her father. She's not dating your uncle. That's like, you you really, really need to bear that in mind. She's not dating your fucking uncle. She's dating a guy she's not related to. Yeah, it seems fairly clear to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand about the voice. That's a... Uh... Like that's that's just so specific. But yeah, I think there's nothing you're gonna do about this one. There's nothing you're gonna say that's gonna make your cousin feel gross about something she's clearly into. Yeah. This one, you're gonna let it go. Yeah. Again, unless she is 
17, uh, in which case, absolutely alarm bells. You know, she doesn't have a bank account. She doesn't have a place to live of her own. Uh, she does not have the uh, ability to, you know, support herself. Like, if she's a child, that's different. But I think you would have mentioned that. I really think this is the kind of letter where if that were the case, you would have said so. Um, and I think the reason you were vague about, and like close in age, like, okay, again, okay, that's, you want to call the cops? Like, what do you want to do here? Like, help. Someone's <laughs> no, dating a no older guy. Right. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, Stop. Shit. You don't say anything about how he treats her. You just say she's really happy. Oh, but his, you know, he's got a similar timber in his voice to my uncle. Like, <laughs> that's not a fucking problem, man. Stop. No, no. Let go of this shit. Smile politely. That's okay. We're not all into the same things. It's better that way. Yeah. You do not have to be into older guys at all if you don't want to. You can date any other kind of person. That's all I got. Yeah, I, that, I, I don't know. This one seems very clear to me. Yeah, I, I, I felt similarly. Like, you, you, can't, you can't ask someone else to feel disgust that you feel, uh, especially when it's about something that's not actually harmful. Um, maybe, maybe they will later break up and she will later be like, God, that guy sucked. And then you can be like, great, I hated him. But um, maybe they won't. That's right. Or maybe she will only date hot older men for the rest of her and your natural life. And that is yeah, also or older men that she thinks are hot and that you think look terrible. And just like, again, right. like it is what it is. Oh, I'm so glad you're reading this next one. Oh. because I don't think I could have, um, oh, I don't think I could have kept a straight voice. Are you, are you ready? Okay. Subject, <laughs> my true self, dear Prudence, I found you while researching female to male cross-dressing and transition. Like you, I assumed for years that I was indeed a woman and then suddenly saw a different me in the mirror. I concealed my breasts and hair, found glasses that defeminized my face somewhat, and then put on my husband's necktie and suit. Later, I practiced deepening my voice and adopting male mannerisms. This new person is here to stay, at least in some capacity. I've even researched motorcycles, guns, cigars, and other things that never interested me as a woman— though I realize that no hobby is gender exclusive. Now I have to tell my husband. I could sit him, I could sit down with him and explain what has happened, or I could say, I have a surprise, wait here, and then appear as my male self. I want to do the latter, but would that be wrong? However I broach this, I wish I could say that my marriage comes first and I will repress my self-discovery to whatever extent is necessary. However, I'm now so yearning to be my true self that I'm not sure about that. Lots going on here. Oh. I do want to start with, I'm really sorry, letter writer, that you feel like I wish that I could say that I will do anything to repress myself to make my husband happy. I'm really sorry that right now that feels like the thing you should want. I am glad that you can't force yourself to want that. I don't want that for you. I don't think that's a good thing. Don't do that. I, and I think this, I, I'm, I'm so pleased that the letter writer does not seem to think that that's even a viable possibility, really. Great. I am so pleased that you understand that and you've moved through all of that uh, work so quickly. That's great. I am so happy for this letter writer. This is so, like, my, my shriveled little heart grew three sizes reading this letter 
in all its goofiness you. and sweetness. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, hey, I found you by Googling cross-dressing. It's like- I love it. I don't think I've ever used that phrase to describe myself, but like I have no control <laughs> over how the algorithm defines me. So that's right. That's it right. is what it is. Noted cross-dresser, Daniel Noted Lavery. Noted cross-dresser. That's you. That's you. You know, and so one, one suggestion would be- um, it would be a good idea to join a support group for other early transition um, transmasculine people. And, you know, mm-hmm. some of this is to get the, like, vocabulary down and all of the things like that. But I, I'm not even concerned about that. I think that really, you know, this is a wonderful time for you to sort of meet people who are in a similar moment in their own paths as you um, and to sort of share knowledge and skills and to do a lot of that emotional processing because... You're going to want to do that with them and not with your husband, whom you should absolutely not surprise with news of your transition. Yeah, don't do that. It's not that it would be wrong. It's that it would go very badly. Like it's not (laughs) morally wrong, but like I can't think of a better strategy for making you feel crestfallen and making him feel really put on the spot. Like... That's right. That's right. This is a serious conversation that you have to have um, that, that you know, does have impacts on him and his ideas about who he is and what your marriage is. And you just need to be ready for a full range of possible reactions. Some good, some not so good, but you should Go into it being prepared for that. Yeah, and you're going to have to use your words. Yeah, that's right. You can't just show up. And I I get that sort of fantasy of like, you know, both the way in which it would be like, well, if he really reacts badly, I could play it off as a fun joke, which I felt was maybe implicit in that. And then also that sort of fantasy of maybe I'll like, it's been so mesmerizing and stunning to, to me to look in the mirror and suddenly see like, oh, there's a, there's a transmasculinity here. Maybe if I just show him what I've seen, he will recognize it too and will just be of, of one mind. And again, I also share that fantasy of like, if I love you, we will have the same right. response to something. And um, that's that's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life because uh, when it doesn't happen, I'm always like, what's wrong with love? And it's like, well, maybe nothing. Right, and also just... Be aware that when you have this conversation, you're going to get a lot of very specific questions that you will want to have thought about in advance, about your sort of plans for transition, your name, your pronouns. Yeah, what what some capacity looks like for you. Does it mean what is gonna happen next? What does it mean for us? You know, when you when when you tell people you're when you tell cis people you're transitioning. They shouldn't, but they all ask about surgery immediately. I will never in my life forget that I was once driving my grandmother over a bridge. A bridge, <laughs> mind you. The Bay Bridge. And she... A long bridge, the Danny. Of, in the middle of traffic, she turns to me, puts her hand on my arm, which I'm using to drive, and says, are you sure you want them to cut off your breasts since they'll never be able to give you a penis? I have never Drove right off that bridge. I have never come closer to just like walking out of a car and off of a bridge. I was just like, <laughs> boy, I hate that I have to keep driving us safely to our destination right now. Oh, and they pick that time where you're trapped with them for another 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm they sorry, will. I don't mean to be like, I don't mean to tell like horror stories to this like no, it's- scared person who's thinking about it for the first time. But yeah, I think um, the support group idea was great in part because it doesn't sound like you've talked about this with anyone. And I want you to have somebody else you can go to after you talk to your husband. Absolutely. Um, not to like replace your husband or not to assume he's going to have the worst response imaginable, but you need more than just him for support right now. And I think it's probably safe to imagine that at the very least you will be surprised when you tell him. And so it will be good to have people who can be there for you. That's right. And, you know, clearly the letter writer is in such an early stage of just imagining what transition might be or what his relationship to masculinity might be. And, you know, I think that Cigar Aficionado is not going to answer all of those questions in the way that, you know, really speaking to other trans people can sort of help you work work out what being a man is to you. I found that really charming. It felt I to me too. like the letter writer was very clear. Like, I know that's not what makes someone a man. Very clear on that. I just wanted to do something that felt affirming and new. And so I, I think sometimes like we get so penalized for like talking about this is something that I associate with like gender euphoria and it's meaningful and fun to me and people are like oh so you think only men can hold cigars and it's like no we don't think that we're like allowing ourselves to express something that we have previously repressed and there's Absolutely. joy and freedom in that even if it doesn't Absolutely. mean I'm gonna buy a damn motorcycle like it was fun to be butch right. for a minute Absolutely. And I think there are so many wonderful ways to accessorize your masculinity. And I hope the letter writer tries out every single one of them. Just not rainbow suspenders. Okay. We can agree to disagree on rainbow suspenders. But yeah, like try a shit. Put it all on the table and be like, maybe I want a motorcycle. And then you're like, no, I'm not going to be that kind of guy. But it's fun to say. fade. You know, whatever. Yeah. I used to not let myself think about any of these possibilities. And now I want to think about them all, including fucking cigars, which are bad for you. And and I don't want you to to get super into. But like, I love that you're exploring the space. Absolutely. Go for it. Lean into everything. And once you've done that a little bit more. The sequel to Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In. Lean in a little (laughs) further. Become a gentleman. Until you just fall over, just face first into a vial of testosterone. Because men have the different centers of gravity. Right. That's it. That's it. (laughs) So do a little more exploring before you surprise your husband with your new Underworks binder. Definitely right back. Let us know how it goes. I want only good things to happen to this person. Yeah, but wait to show him anything until after you've talked through some things and, and he's tell, expressed don't readiness. Show. Yeah, tell then show, I guess. Yeah, like you can absolutely show him a new outfit or something. But again, I, I worry that you'll be setting yourself up for a kind of rejection if you say, I want you to see this surprise. That's our mini episode of Dear Prudence for this week. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. As always, if you want me to answer your question, call me and leave a message at 401-371-DEAR. That's 3327, and you might hear your answer on an episode of the show. You don't have to use your real name or location. And at your request, we can even alter the sound of your voice. Keep it short. 30 seconds, a minute tops. Thanks for listening. 